Welcome to another episode of Back Issues. I am Sal. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ben. This is the weekly installment of shows from Little House Online where I talk about comics to two guys who seem to like them a little more than I think they did when we first started. Today's episode, we're going to talk about a DC comic. We've done a lot of Marvel, so I thought we'd mix it up a little bit more. Do uh, Batman Hush. This was a big in-continuity story pre-New 52. That's what I'm more well-versed in, so right. I figured we'd do that. Yeah. Uh, this is by uh, writer Jeff Loeb and drawn by current DC editor and huge artist Jim Lee. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. we like Jim Lee. Oh yes, we do like Jim Lee. Yeah, we've we've all complimented his art before. Yeah, Jeff Loeb and I think wrote. It looks cool. Yeah, he does look cool. Uh, Jeff Loeb wrote a lot of different stuff. Uh, he has written a bunch of Batman books we like. Uh, Batman Long Halloween. He also wrote a number of uh, Ultimates books. He is very controversial in his writing Why because is that? well because he's written a few books that are really cool mm. that are really great and when he teams up with Tim Sale it's almost like it can't be beat Tim Sale is another artist who works with him often they work together on a number of like color themed books for Marvel Spider-Man Blue Daredevil Yellow Hulk Grey mm. and the color introduces like a theme of the story I was going to say it's, it's kind of very color themed oh yes yeah uh, is there any magenta or vermilion? With Batman, he did Long Halloween, which pretty much is like drawn for inspiration for Dark Knight mm-hmm. and Dark Knight okay. Rises. Um, I was going to say, I, I don't know Long Halloween. Oh, it's great. I know I love Killing it. Joke. Killing Joke's Alan Moore, but it's, it's very, different. very different. But uh, you would love Long Halloween. It's really cool. And it does very, something very... It's actually not too dissimilar from Hush in that it... It's a big, sprawling, epic Batman story that takes place over a period of time in which uh, all of Batman's best rogues are utilized. Mm-hmm. And there is a secret character that Jeff Lowe created that is pulling the strings. It is it the looks... lizard? No, it's not the lizard. It's That's Killer Croc, but he looks like the lizard. He they... looks like Poison Ivy and the lizard combined into one. Especially because she's up here. She is up there because she's a character that's being used. Yeah, that's a terrible looking Killer Croc. Yeah. Crap. Well, and that's Jim Lee's like redesign of Killer Croc. Mm. It didn't last, nor was it well received. Everyone yeah. was like, what are you trying to do? Because Killer Croc's just some guy like who looks kind of like a buff monster. The reason why Jeff Loeb is so controversial is because while he's written a bunch of really cool stuff... He's also written some real bad stuff. Alright, the worst being... The worst being Ultimatum. Easily Ultimatum. Ultimatum is like a big crossover that kind of like resets the Ultimate Universe for Marvel. Okay. Magneto's pissed, so he uses he, he uses his Magneto powers to shift the tides of the ocean by like moving the plates of the Earth or some nonsense. I was going to say, he doesn't have control over water because no. water's not magnetic. No, no but he moves the plates of the Earth and creates okay. a tidal wave that that destroys New York. I think mm. I think the fact that he can move tectonic plates yeah, means he's a bullshit. It means he's a fucking god. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. That's too far. Yeah. He's OP. I submit the reason why Jeff Loeb is so controversial is because like he, he decided to go in other directions with his writing and those directions are crazy. Mm. And it's because his son died of, I think, oh. leukemia when he was, like, 13. And it was, like, really rough, and it's really sad, and you really feel bad for Jeff Lowe. And, like, you can kind of start to see where his art, where his writing influences things mm. around that same time, and it never really recovered. Jeff Lowe also invented Red Hulk. Oh, wow. Yeah. He likes the colors a lot. He loves those well, colors. Red Hulk came one. out, was created how long ago? Less than 10 years ago. The only thing that's also really interesting about Hush is that it's in continuity. Hush uh, starts off, Batman is um, 
surrounded by a network of friends and members of what's known as the Bat Family. Uh, they don't, well, only fans call it that. Like Robin? And like Robin and, and Nightwing, Nightwing and the former Batgirl Barbara Gordon who was confined to a wheelchair and Barbara now Gordon is known... Was Batgirl? Bat, Barbara Gordon was Batgirl? Barbara Gordon was Batgirl. And is now Oracle. Yeah, yes. I knew she was Oracle. Yeah. I didn't know she had a life as Batgirl. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I know that she's Oracle from playing Batman. And game. reading The Killing Joke. Yeah. Also, but yeah, Batman. Well, she was an Orgle. No, Joe. she was just she was paralyzed. In that <laughs> yeah, the the video game does a great job of kind of like towing the line of continuity and like doing its own thing, and they do use Oracle big time. Yeah, I actually knew about Oracle from a short-lived TV show called Birds, Birds of, of Prey. Prey. Yeah. You see any of that? I saw the first episode. What'd you think of that? I thought it was awful. Wasn't it? Yeah. I saw the first episode as well. The only thing that was cool was they kept they they hired Mark Hamill to voice over the actor to play the Joker. Oh, that's cool. So you're like, oh, it's Joker. And was was Batman dead in yeah. that universe? Yeah. Yeah. Joker kills Batman or something. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. And like weird. Huntress is Catwoman and Batman's daughter. Yeah. I don't know who Huntress is. Huntress is a character in Hush. Oh. Uh, she is the daughter of. Two crime lords named, uh, I think they're the Bertinellis, but she's trying to like atone for her parents' sins. Okay. Okay. So she's the Huntress. And she's basically like a knockoff Batgirl, Batman character. Yeah, I'm seeing these horns. Yeah, yeah. and Batman doesn't like her. Uh. And he's like, ooh, you were in my city and you're hunting and I don't like your methods. And she's like, how am I different? He's like, oh, I'll get back to you on that. <sighs> You're not uh, me. Yeah, you're not me. That's pretty I'm sorry, much I have a penis. Yeah. <laughs> the story begins, Killer Croc has kidnapped a young boy who is like the heir of some like fortune. Okay. And he's ransoming the boy for some money. Batman shows up and handily defeats Killer Croc, but the money is stolen by Catwoman. Oh. So Batman's like, ooh, I gotta catch Catwoman. Right. He's swinging over the city, he's chasing Catwoman, and suddenly his bat line gets cut. <gasps> And he falls. And he's oh, unprepared. Shit. And so he grabs onto a gargoyle, and he, the gargoyle breaks, and he falls into the ground, and he hits his head on the concrete, cracking his skull. Oh, fuck. What? Yeah. Alfred's like, I can't fix his broken head. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> he needs a brain head. surgeon. Yeah. yeah, Nightwing crashes the Porsche, and they're like, oh, he was, in a, he was driving too fast, and he, you know, crashed. And they're like, how did he crack the back of his skull <laughs> in a car? Shut up, he's a billionaire. <laughs> So He drives backwards, fuck you! Bruce Wayne unconsciously taps in Morse code the name of his old childhood chum, Tommy Elliot, who happens to be a brain surgeon. Oh, how this is the first bit of retconning that Jeff Loeb does. Jeff okay. Loeb establishes that Bruce Wayne had a childhood friend named Tommy Elliot. He came from rich parents, too. He was, like, the closest friend that Bruce Wayne ever had. And then when his parents were murdered, uh, he and Tommy fell out of touch. Bruce Wayne can... Tap in Morse code when he's unconscious? Evidently. Anyone who says, because he's Batman, fuck you. <laughs> you get a lot of leeway by saying, because he's Batman. Yeah. That lets him do some awesome things. Yeah. But tapping someone specific, someone's name specifically, Using that you Morse know code. who's a brain surgeon in Morse code when you're unconscious? Uh -uh. He wasn't unconscious. No. He, was, he, was, he was just really out of it. Let yeah. me see this. Alright. Batman tracks down Catwoman, because he knows that Catwoman is the one who stole the money. Right. Well, it's, it's established, as you pointed out, that she's bringing the money to Poison Ivy. Right. Now, Poison Ivy has the ability, using pheromones and plant chemicals, to alter... To people fall in love with her. To fall in love with her and control their, their wills. Oh. So, as it turns out, Poison Ivy controlled the will of Selena Kyle oh. and made her steal her. that money, that yeah. ransom money. Yeah. So, Batman figures this all out, of course, because he's Batman. He tracks down Catwoman... 
Uh, well, Catwoman. he uses clues and stuff. Oh, yeah, he's no, he's a detective, detective. exactly. Yeah. I'm calling Classic. bullshit, by the way, on that thing, because he couldn't even smile. Like, well, he somehow says he's like, I well, hear Alfred's voice. Well, why would he smile? He's Batman. He doesn't ever smile. Maybe that's the joke when he says, Alfred, if I could smile. It's not the fact that he can't physically move. It's the fact that he's like, I'm Batman. I won't smile. I can't right. smile. Maybe I don't if smile. I could smile, I would. Because you've got the Morse code. But yeah, no. right. Touche. The, the, the brain surgery by Tommy Elliot also rekindles their friendship. Tommy oh. Elliot's like, I'm going to look Bruce Wayne up and hang out with him some more. So he goes and visits Alfred and... Uh, Bruce Wayne, of course, is out being Batman. Batman and Catwoman have a moment together, okay. and it's suddenly established that, like, Batman might actually be interested in pushing things a little further with Catwoman. Mm. You know, usually it's the, like, Catwoman playing, it's the right. cat and mouse game. Being seductive. And then he's like, no. I can't because you're a criminal. But she did help save the day, and she's hot. Plus, right. you know, she's a cape and tights wearer, so why not? Yeah. So, like, they kiss. And it's one of the. It, oh. I feel like they've kissed before, but in this book, it's like it's a big deal. Okay. He's like, "Oh, she kissed me," and it plays out very much like a teenager who just got his first kiss because he's like, all he can think about on the missions are like, "We kissed." <laughs> Things are happening. <laughs> it could super, be the brain injury, mellow. but it's more like he's just super melodramatic. So Batman and Catwoman are like, "Let's team up. We're gonna beat Poison Ivy in Metropolis of all places." Mm-hmm. So Bruce Wayne decides to go to Metropolis. He calls up Clark Kent while he's there because they're friends. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey man, uh, there's some shit going down. Just wanted to make you aware I'm going to be operating in the city. You know, I'm going to be Batmaning it up. Superman's like, you know, can I help you out? And he's like, no, no. You chump. <laughs> I got this. Tommy Elliot shows up there. He's like, hey, I was just doing a medical conference in Metropolis. And you're here too? That's great. Remember all the good times we had? And this is another opportunity for Jeff Loeb to retcon in all the good times that they had. Because he's a new character that was never established before. So we have to spend time establishing that Thomas Elliot was this old friend of Bruce's. But they only had good times before Bruce Wayne's parents died. Exactly. The flashback sequences are a big part of this. They're also done by Jim Lee, and they're gorgeous. They're like these... Like kind of like oil painting kind mm. of thing. They're just such beautiful art, like and I, like that. Yeah, they and they re, and they depict classic scenes from Batman's history or just scenes that never happened. Just such beautiful art. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get like the comic booky cool stuff of Jim Lee throughout the regular series, but when he does a flashback, it's just that 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 added element that makes you go like, man, Jim Lee knows what he's fucking doing. It's just really cool. I love the monochromatic theme. Yeah, like yeah. when it's a memory, it's just like. It's not actually in color. It is no. a, one specific color yeah. that shades an entire picture. Exactly. That's and that funny. might be a direction from Jeff Lowe because he loves his color. Poison Ivy winds up mind-controlling Superman. So we get an issue where it's Batman versus Superman. Oh, that's cool. And, and it's, and it's kind of like Jeff Lowe's way of going, like, let's see some cool stuff. Like, have we ever really seen Batman and, and Catwoman kiss? Let's put that in there. It's... Have we ever seen, you know... Catwoman and Poison Ivy ever, ever interact? No? Let's do that too. Hey, have we seen Batman fight Superman in a long time? No? They'll fight. I like how they put a little Ivy around Superman's neck. So Just to establish he's that he's mind-controlled. Batman and Superman fight, but more or less Batman's trying to stall Superman because he's given Catwoman a detail of the plan, which is kidnap one of these three people who work for the Daily Planet. Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, Perry White. Naturally, Catwoman picks Lois Lane, and Batman basically says, you have one chance. Mm-hmm. You can either save Lois or kill me. And Superman uh. goes and saves Lois, fights the like plant programming, and defeats 
the mind control. Crypto the super dog is in this book. They actually use the plant that was on Superman. They give it to Crypto, he sniffs it, and then he finds where Poison Ivy's hold up. So, so all the people that were involved in the heist, Catwoman, yep. Killer Croc, Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy, all taken care of. Yeah. Bruce Wayne and Tommy Elliot go to the opera with Selena uh -oh. Kyle. And Harley Quinn shows up. And this is one of the first appearances of Harley Quinn since the cartoon. Oh. She was never really in the comics. She was created. Harley Quinn, the Joker sidekick, was created for the cartoon show. Okay. By Paul Dini and Bruce Timm. And she was originally just going to be like a, a tench girl for the Joker. Right. Just a, just a one-off. And fans were like, holy shit, I love this character. The comics were like, we didn't create her, but we own her. So let's get her in these goddamn it's... books. But... Remember, the Joker is a murderous, lunatic psychopath. Right. And Harley Quinn is crazy, but kind of fun and silly. It doesn't really work on the same level. So they can't quite make that connection work. She's still in love with the Joker. She still occasionally is henchwoman. But they can't quite make that marriage work the way they did in the cartoon. Mm. So they kind of established that like Harley Quinn is like in love with the Joker, but she's also kind of agent of her own. Okay. And in the New 52, of course, they've really changed her up, and now she's a member of the Suicide Squad, which is another super team in DC that I won't get into. But right. like, you know, they, they basically kind of made her her own character. Okay. So she shows up, and she steals a jade pendant that belongs to Tommy Elliot. Oh. It belonged to his mother, and it's the only thing that he has left of her. So... You know, it means a lot to him. So she steals it and runs away. Tommy Elliot gets enraged and he chases after her. They go into an alley. There's a there's a gunshot. Batman chases after them. And he arrives to see the dead body of Tommy Elliot with a bullet hole in his head and the Joker standing over him. Oh, shit. So the next issue is literally just Batman choking the Joker and thinking about all the ways he's going to murder him. Because this is his one friend. Yep, this is my, my best friend right. from childhood. He finally came back into my life, saved mine, yeah. and you killed him. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon, I think, was actually fired in the continuity of the story. Oh. But he shows up. Huh? Really? He, yeah, and he's like, well, I won't. Well, first Catwoman shows up. Yeah. And she tries to stop Batman from punching the Joker over and over again. I know this from just yes. looking through this. And he punches her. Yeah, in a bullet wound that she sustained. Yeah, Batman punches her bullet wound to stop her from stopping him from, from killing, killing the, the Joker. Joker. Which I have to feel like kind of puts a damper on that relationship. I'm really but, surprised that she would stop him from killing the Joker. She... Because well, she knows him. Yeah, and she's also like, I know that you'll never be able to live with yourself if you kill the Joker. Yeah. You can't even live with yourself because the Joker killed your partner. I, I think it might work. <laughs> I actually think this is something he could get over. There's an issue, there's a cool book before this happened. The Joker goes, goes on a rampage. And Nightwing Dick Grayson is like, enough, and he kills the Joker. And Batman knocks him out and then resuscitates the Joker. He's basically like, I'm not going to let his death be on your soul. And if anybody's killing the Joker, <laughs> it's me. Wow. But I'm assuming he doesn't then let the kill Joker the come Joker? back to life and kill the Joker. No, no he, he does, does not. not. See, that's crap. I he's know. Like, he's not, not, not right now. Incidentally, you know what happens at the end of that story? Joker steals some babies. And then he takes one and he, like, throws it at Commissioner Gordon's wife. The baby? The baby. And she catches it and he shoots her to death. So... 
Joker kills Commissioner Gordon's wife. Oh my god! Oh my god. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon shows up here and he's like, I'm not going to let you kill the Joker. I'm, I, if, if you kill the Joker, I will, I will lead the manhunt to bring you down. Mm-hmm. I have always worked with you because you believe in the law. And ultimately, they reconcile. Kind of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you uh, won't kill people. That's good. Aside yeah. from that, you will break any law. Every yeah, any law possible. But I like that. Break all so the law. It actually but you still get the bad guy. Joker, by the way, maintains his innocence. I didn't actually kill him. I was just here. Really? Yeah. Why was he there? Because he was told to be there by the puppet master, Hush. Oh. So So Hush wanted Batman to kill the Joker? He wanted Batman to see the to think the Joker killed Tommy Elliot and put him into a rage. Okay. Whether he would wanted him to kill the Joker or not doesn't matter. It's just part of the plan. Oh. Makes him make mistakes. Yeah. Batman decides after losing Tommy Elliot, I should tell Catwoman who I am. I've oh. not had a real relationship with anybody. Well, with any knows woman, who she is, right? Any, oh, yeah. Everyone knows who she is. Yeah. So it's like, I've Kevin. never had a relationship with a woman that has worked out because I've kept this secret. Right. Maybe I'll tell her. And he talks to Nightwing, and Nightwing's like, you should tell her. I think it's a good idea. Wow, Nightwing says that? Yeah. I'm really surprised he says that. Yeah, I know. Nightwing said that? <laughs> Not Nightwing. He tells her who he is. She's like, cool. Like, this is great. Like, yeah. you're actually opening up to me. Like, right. this is awesome. Like, you're letting me in. I don't want to be that one thing that trips you up, though. And he's like, no, trust me. A Robin will fuck up my life. It's not you. <laughs> Batman takes Catwoman to the cave. Oh, oh. And Robin's there, and he's like, oh, Catwoman's in the cave. And he's start trying to yeah. fight her. And Batman's Catwoman like, alarm. it's cool, I invited her. And he's like, what? The other thing they find out <laughs> is um, Joker's posted bail. What? Somebody paid the Joker's bail. No. You, and... The Joker's killed multiple people. I know. They he would not get bail. He would, <laughs> no, I know. He's clearly a flight risk. Yes. <laughs> That's so retarded. He, he posts bail, and his lawyer is Harvey Dent, a.k.a. Two-Face. But he's whole. What? Yeah. He's a person again. No Two-Face. Gone. He's like, I got my license reinstated somehow, and now I'm... This is, this is after... Two- he was Two-Face. Oh, yeah. That dude's oh, yeah, killed yeah. a bunch of people. And yep. Two-Face killed people. You could not know. And he's not disbarred? He got his license back somehow. That's... He doesn't explain no, it, but he I'm says... No, I'm sorry. When I you're disbarred... Oh, I know. This is another piece of shoddy writing. Yeah. But... No, he's he's a lawyer again. He's a lawyer again. Because yeah. corruption. So Harvey Dent's back, and he's like, I'm playing a part in all of it. And he's the one who's like, I'm playing a part in all this. There's something going on here. Uh-huh. But he's not acting like Two Face, right? No, he's like, like now that he's back. full, right. he's, he's just like, yeah. yep. Then why is he, why is he defending the Joker? That's because, not something Harvey Dent would have done. Because he knows the Joker's innocent. Of what? Of he's killing done all kinds of stuff. Of killing Thomas Elliot. Okay. So but Joker like, didn't do it. That's right. Joker didn't kill Tommy Elliot. Isn't the puppet Avengers just the Joker? Oh no! No! It's, it's the oh no! Hush no! Guy. Yeah, Joker is a pawn in this. Puppet Does he master. know he's a pawn? Yes, and I'll tell you why at the end. Robin is uh, taken hostage. Oh, God. And when Batman shows up, it's Jason Todd. Okay. The dead Robin. Oh. Like, an older man now. As Red Hood or Red Mask? No. He's just just pre-Red Hood. Oh. Yeah, this is pre-Red Hood. This is pre-all that shit. Jason Todd is back, and he is Hush. Like, he is wearing the Hush costume. And he's like, I've been pulling your strings the whole fucking time. Like, mask, jacket. Yep. It's through fighting that Batman deduces that it's not Jason Todd. Mm. But 
the fight, like, but seeing him alive and having all this shit going on makes him... Is it Clayface? It is Clayface. <laughs> impersonating Robin. Impersonating Jason Todd. Impersonating Hush. Yes. <laughs> and he's using... And the way Batman deduces it is... Clayface is using moves that Nightwing uses. Dick had more finesse than you than than, than Jason did. Oh, you're fighting like, too good. Yeah, you're too good at this. In fact, there's actually a cute moment where Batman and Nightwing team up and just dispatch the Riddler. Like the Riddler is like he he issues a riddle and he steals a bank and they show up and there's like an internal monologue for Batman. He says like, you know, all my rogues are part of some ridiculous scheme, but. Poor old predictable Riddler. I half expected him to retire by now. <laughs> but you see Nightwing doing his thing, and he—it's it, fun because each chapter in the book is Batman having like a thought about that character, mm -hmm. and it's really nice because like when he beats up a Superman, there's a lot of Batman musing about Superman as a person and his mm. feelings about him. When he teams up with Nightwing, there's this like expression of like I'm so proud of him for becoming his own man and doing. He was always born to be the center stage mm. like he was never supposed to be Robin forever right and like when he sees even Robin right now he's like he wants to be the world's greatest detective and I have no doubt in my mind one day he will be mm. you know like really cool I love those yeah. little moments those are the moments that I feel like Jeff Loeb excelled at and are lost in things like Ultimatum where it's like what the fuck is happening in this <laughs> so it, it was all lending credence to the story but Batman of course figures it out yeah, he's like, like you no. oh and uh, Jason Todd's grave has been desecrated and the mm -hmm. body's gone, which is why he thought, right, you know, maybe he maybe. came back to life. Somewhere. And in fact, uh, when he's dealing with the Riddler, there was some residue. Like someone else had robbed the Riddler, and like there was residue from the Lazarus pit in oh, there. So like, he's oh, like, oh, maybe. like maybe they put Jason in the Lazarus pit and right. then brought him back. And the so Clayface was put up to this by by Hush, well, yeah. by the actual Hush, right. whom we don't know yet. Right. Like, whose, whose true role has not been established yet. Okay. Um, really cool moments in this book. I love, like, once again, I love the art. I love, like, the... Yeah, that's great. The, it looks the, awesome. And the the uh, the episodic nature of the book is really cool. Mm. Yeah, like, each section seems to be... Yeah, its own kind of self-contained chapter that yeah. is all part of a greater puzzle. Yeah. And having it come out month after month, you don't quite recognize just how shoddily written and put together it is. So it saves you a lot of time and effort. Right. Do uh, we find out about what Temesu Two Face? Like, why is he? Oh yeah, yeah. That's all. Healed? That's all part of the game. Batman winds up going back to the Batcave, and there's a sword in the Bat computer. Oh. And he's like, "What?" <laughs> and he knows that it's a League of Assassins sword, okay. so it belongs to Ra's al Ghul. So Batman takes the Bat plane, and he actually, I think Batman oh, kidnaps. He kidnaps Talia. <laughs> And then... To dry out Rachel Ghoul? Yeah. Okay. Then he goes and he meets up with Rachel Ghoul. They have a cool sword fight. Okay. And Rage says, one of my Lazarus pits was desecrated. Mm -hmm. But know this, if once I find out who did that, I'm going to send the League of Assassins to fuck them up big time. <laughs> because once someone else uses Lazarus pits, I can't use them anymore. Oh. So you have... One of your people has ruined one of my Lazarus pits. Uh. Batman goes back to the Batcomputer uh -huh. where the sword was and he realizes there was a deliberate placement of the sword. Uh. Someone was screwing with his computers. And the person that was screwing with his computers was a guy named Harold. Harold was a character that was created in 1989 and lasted 
a long time until Batman got his back broken and shit. Mm. In, as part of Nightfall. Nightfall. Harold was a a penguin pawn. He was mute and a hunchback. Oh, okay. Mute hunchback who was great at computers and technology. Harold worked for the Penguin. Batman took him in. And because he's a mute, he's great at keeping secret identities. So he let Harold live in the cave and fix his bat stuff. So for a good long time, Harold lived in the bat cave and created new and inventive stuff for Batman. Harold isn't Hush, but he's... He was filtering information to Hush about okay. my whereabouts and everything. Yeah. So he goes and he confronts Harold on like this dramatic location. I believe it's a bridge uh, at night. No, it's at the docks or something at night right. in the rain. And Harold is there. And Harold is erect in his posture. Mm-hmm. He's not hunched. No. And he can talk. And he's like, a brilliant surgeon fixed my throat and my body. Okay. And... I oh, know who that is. It's Dr. Thomas Elliot. Yeah. Dr. Thomas Elliot, Bruce Wayne's old childhood chum, is hush. The whole time. What? Yep. So he was created and invented so that he could be hush. Yes. Jeff Loeb invented a character, retconned him into Batman's history in this story so that he could be the main the antagonist. Main and the greatest Batman supervillain ever, apparently, because he pulls everyone else's strings. Yep. And he magically and surgically fixes everyone? Yep, because the dead body of Tommy Elliot was Clayface. Oh. And he wasn't really dead. He wasn't really dead. He was just faking. Yep. Okay. Clayface was faking. Well, that makes sense. Yep. Tommy Elliot is a brilliant surgeon, and he, because of his brilliant ability to be a brain surgeon, he fixes Two-Face's plastic surgery, and he fixes Harold's voice and posture, (laughs) and all these other things. He also winds up working with the underworld, reaching out to contacts like Poison Ivy and the Joker <laughs> and, you know, all this nonsense. The only trick is Harvey Dent is like, I'm not going to play your game anymore. And he shoots Hush, and Hush falls into the river, oh. presumed dead, but Batman can't find the body. So... Is that what happens at the end? That's what happens at the end. Oh, oh he also, uh, Hush assassinates Harold, so Harold's dead. Yeah. Thereby getting rid of that stupid character that nobody was knows what to do with. Thank you. So that's it? Well, you need to know the motivation. Yeah, why would he do that? Tommy Elliot was a rich, young boy like Bruce Wayne. Uh, Bruce Wayne's parents were killed uh, in a tragic accident. Um, Tommy Elliot, as it is established in the flashbacks, his parents got into a car accident when he was friends with Bruce. And they brought both parents to... Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's father, who is a brilliant surgeon, to save them. And though dad died, but the mother survived. And Batman's like, you're blaming me because I promised you my dad would help and he only saved one of your parents? And he's like, no, I'm blaming you because he saved one of them. You were so rich and you were so happy. And all I wanted was for my parents to die so I could inherit their fortune. What? And I had to wait for my mom to die of cancer for me to inherit all their money. Oh my god. And I knew I'd vow revenge upon you for... For one day becoming a millionaire. Yeah, for you having... For your dad saving my parents. So this is the fucking good son. Yeah. Where it's just like, no, this eight-year-old's just a demon. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. He's evil and bad. Just a bastard. So, uh, yeah. even still... 
There had to be shitty ending. Yeah. So here's well, but it's I, not even over. It's not even over yet. I just cheated. Because Batman time. finds out that in fact there was a real mastermind to the whole thing. It was the Riddler. The Riddler got brain cancer. And so he went to Tommy Elliot for help. Okay. Tommy Elliot was like, I'm not helping you. You're the fucking Riddler. And he's like, but I can help you, with, like, you know, uh, with other things and blah, blah, blah. So, I like, you get your revenge. Yeah. And, uh, so wait, you're a huge successful surgeon yeah. that can change people's lives. Yeah, you can, yeah. you can heal Entirely. the sick and bring back the dead and fucking but heal yeah. the crippled. But you're mad because you had to wait to get your fortune. Yep. And so the Riddler is like, I can help you out and make yeah. all this work. By the way, Tommy Elliot couldn't fix his brain tumor, so Riddler goes into the Lazarus pit. Oh! Cures his brain tumor, and the Lazarus pit, as the Riddler says, offers him so much clarity. And he suddenly realized, oh, Bruce Wayne is Batman. So he tells what? Tommy Elliot, I know you hate Bruce Wayne, but get this, he's Batman. And you and I can work together to manipulate Batman's rogues and put him through a crazy gauntlet that'll make him go crazy, and then you can finally beat him. That's a really Clear bad headed? plan. Yeah. He should have realized that there was no way that would ever work. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the Lazarus Pit actually causes madness, but for but the Riddler saw it as clarity. So I'm like, yes. Okay. Like, I'm finally free of my right. brain tumor, and I am I'm so clear. I, I see it perfectly. We're gonna create a ridiculously circuitous plan dependent and hinged upon so many variables that I have no control over. Uh. And that'll make it work out fine. Like clearly was, it's a mad Batman. Plan. That is very much the Riddler though. Yeah, was Batman cracking his head open part of the plan? Yes. That's impossible. <laughs> they cut his line, and they knew his head would get cracked oh, open? because Harold placed subliminals in the Bat computer to think of Thomas Elliot. So when Batman cracked his head open, the only person he would think of to call to fix his brain problem would be Thomas. But how did they know he would have a brain problem? How did they know that? Because they knew he'd broken... fall on his head. Because... <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crap. Yeah. Bull crap. Bull crap. Um, the last issue win, should win an award for the most amount of times that different characters say Dr. Thomas Elliot. <laughs> Everybody call, says Dr. Thomas Elliot, and it, to the point where it's actually kind of annoying. It's Frank Millerian in its repetition. Uh. The thing that I liked uh, about that ending, though, was um, Riddler won't tell Batman where Jason Todd is. Oh. So the body has been desecrated and it's yes. gone. He's and it's like, gone. Nope. And he's like. And he goes, oh, that is the riddle, isn't it? And then Batman punches him in the face. I think we talked about this in another yeah, episode. We did. But yeah, we did. I didn't realize it was Oh, hush. well. Yeah, that's hush. So, uh, oh, the other thing is, you know, you as the reader are going like, oh, shit, like, Riddler knows Batman's secret identity. That's, that's, well, it's over for Batman. And the Riddler is basically thinking the same thing. He's like, now the world is my oyster. And then Batman says, what time is it when an elephant sits on a fence? And he goes, well, that's obvious. It's time to get a new fence. Everyone knows that. And he goes, yeah. And a riddle that everyone knows the answer to is not a riddle worth telling. And you're so crazy, you will only keep that to yourself because you don't want anyone else to share that with you. And he's like, <gasps> Really? Yeah. So Batman's just like, uh, No, because you know, and because it's you. Yep. The one person that would never tell anyone. Yep. Because it's a riddle, and yep. that's the it's fun. It's a great riddle, and that's the fun. And Riddler's like, Ooh, you got me. Stupid. Yeah, that's really dumb. So then at the end, uh, the only thing you have to show for what it about is 
Selena. Well, Selena knows. Well, at the end, yeah. Well, at the end, uh, Batman and Selena are like, well, apparently, like there was a lot of crazy shit being manipulated behind this behind the scenes, and she's like, yeah, and he's like, and in fact, like maybe Poison Ivy's mind control, like maybe you were part of that whole plan. Maybe you don't even know it, but mm-hmm. like maybe Poison Ivy told you to do more than just steal money from Killer Croc. Maybe she told you to like seduce me or or, or gain my trust, and she's like, I'm not under his con- her control now and yeah. I like you like we're we're good here right and he's like yeah I guess you're right and then they go to kiss because he's explaining things he's still yeah. talking and she says hush and he goes why would you say that oh why would you say hush why would you say hush and she's like because you were talking and I wanted to kiss you and he's like or maybe you were working for them the whole time and she's like well I guess we're breaking up now because <laughs> you're a lunatic and then she leaves and she's like, maybe someday we can be together. And then he's like, and then there's this big dramatic last page thing of him standing in front of a grave. And he's like, someday. Someday what? Someday maybe I'll get laid. <laughs> oh, this, I can't believe how much it unravels it just, in the last It's, it's such great build, and then it just turns to crap. It's really a shame. Yeah, and there's so many great little details, and there's such great art, and there's so many fun moments and character interactions that I really, really love, but like... This guy ain't no fucking crime novelist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he no. can't tell a mystery without creating a character to be the bad guy. It's so lame. That's By the way, better writers take this shit and make it interesting. Yeah? Paul Dini, who wrote a lot of the Batman cartoon show and wrote Batman Arkham Asylum, oh. uh, he wrote Hush 2, which was way better. The Batman Hush by Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee. A silly, ridiculous ride. Lots of cool moments. Awesome visuals. And if yeah. you're only reading it month to month, it doesn't... You know what? That last chapter still completely falls apart. Because it's all <laughs> revealed in yeah. one issue at the end. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? What? Any questions about what happens here? You can look through it if you like. I like... Um, this is not a question, but I'm just reading where Batman punches... Riddler. The Riddler and the SWAT guys come in and like, what happened? He fell. He fell. And they're like, fair enough. <laughs> He's the goddamn Riddler. He fell. And they kind of like, and they very like, very shoddily explain everyone's in- involvement. Like Batman yeah. asks them, he's like, okay, so why was Poison Ivy involved? And they're like, the money. And they're like, why was uh, the Joker involved? He loved the Jason Todd gag. Uh, why was the Clayface involved? It was the role of a lifetime. They're explaining oh everything? Yeah. And, but they're all well, crappy you want, ones you'd want to because you're like why would the Joker become a pawn yeah there's no this yeah. fuckhead I actually was really disappointed that the I Joker didn't go this is bullshit and yeah. th- and turn the whole damn thing on his yeah theater. that's because what he would have done what? he doesn't want Batman to die yeah or if he does he's gonna kill him not, yeah he's not gonna be part of somebody else's stupid not ass some retcon bullshit non-character really dumb yeah that's Super dumb. Yeah. No, what would have happened is he, he would have gone along with it and then fucked over everyone else and killed Batman. Yeah, on I, I was expecting at the end when Hush shows up and he's like, I'm going to defeat you, for Joker to come up behind him and go like, who fucks with me? Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> and then go, toodaloo, Batman! Uh, just leave. Yeah. And then Batman's just like, what happened? Yeah. Oh, it's, he, it's just a thing. And then Batman could have like pieced it all together at the end. Like, that would have oh, been a lot better. That would have way better. Joker's like, nobody fucks with me. I love Joker stories when they're handled really well. Yeah. I do kind of like that the Riddler is... Yes, I like that the Riddler is used... 
there's somebody cool who is yeah. somewhat behind it. A and bit. I like how they dismiss the Riddler in the beginning of the or in, yeah during the story to right. kind of get you off his yeah that's good to get him off. Well, we did we did the Riddler already. Yeah. Riddler. So yeah, Superman never comes back into the story. No, he does. He comes he's back later, end. and actually Batman finds like a homing beacon in his skull, and he's like, "Use your heat vision and 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 get rid of it." In Batman, oh, in skull? Batman skull. In Batman skull. I was gonna be like, in yeah, Superman skull, skull, that's impossible. No, no, no. Tommy Elliot, when he operated on, oh, he left something. He put a little something in there so he could track his whereabouts. Yeah, I see. The fucking linchpin that ties everything and makes it possible. Yeah. On such, such flimsy. Yeah. Yeah. Such. Because so it's so bad. Red bear. Yeah. I came up with such a badass idea. Yeah. And it's like no, that's maybe you should have fucking happy. taken it to the drawing board one or two more times. Yeah. Maybe you should have talked to someone else and be like, hey. What do you think of this? What do you think? Is it good? And someone's like, just like, no. why don't you change a few things? Yeah. You know what would have been cool? If it had just been the Riddler the whole time. Yes. Like, if it had just been a Riddler story. Yeah. Where the Riddler's pulling the strings. That would have been really cool. Because I also would have more bought that the Joker would work with the Riddler. So yeah, Hush by Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee. The quotes on the back, by the way, of this collected graphic novel you can pick up at Funny Books Comics and stuff, Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. Uh... <laughs> All about the art. Jim Lee makes an impactful return <laughs> to the drawing board to flex his illustrative might with the Dark Knight, the Washington Times. And it's beautiful stuff. Catwoman has rarely looked so seductive. Hush makes readers look at Batman and his colleagues with a fresh, enthusiastic eye. None of these are, the writing is brilliant and yeah, the story is airtight. Story. Anyway, I want to thank you all for watching. Click the like button or subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. You can visit us at littlehouseonline.com. You can visit the store at funnyrama.com. Uh, what else can they check out? that we care about. Oh, well, I know that they can visit us at uh, Garden State Comic Fest on yes. August 23rd. We will be there physically to at the, shake hands. At the Morristown Hyatt. Morristown Hyatt. That's right. It's going to be awesome. We're going to physically be there to meet you, and uh, we're going to do a panel of some kind. Once again, leave a note in the comments below as to what you'd like to see us do in our panel. If it's good, we will pick it. If it sucks, we will not. Right. That is our promise. So make it good. Some... Or make it so crappy that we bring it up and we laugh about it. Yeah. Somebody said, if we get a thousand views, would we still do the Batman mask? <laughs> and I was like, no, we did that, and yeah, you failed. That was a one. That was a one-time offer. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But, but we could do maybe another we'll thing. Do a different yeah. thing. Maybe yeah. We'll do a different thing. Yeah. But we'll talk about that next time because yeah. I don't have anything off. Now that we're in the like neighborhood of a thousand. Yeah, we're almost we're at, like, there. We, if, I, if we said like, let's get it to a thousand, I think maybe somebody might. I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know. I have no idea. How I guess just tell friends. I guess if to everyone it, just really. told people. Yeah, I straight up have no idea how to get views. I just well, like, don't if know every yeah. one no, person told know. another person that's not watching it, I, it would double. We well, get fourteen hundred. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for that one episode. Yeah, you can also check out comicsticks.com, the digital. Uh, I would almost say Netflix of comics distribution online. You can go to comicsticks.com, play one fat, play one, one fat, fat rate, one fat rate. You can play it. Yeah, play it with your credit card. Flick. You can pay one flat rate and get access to hundreds of digital independent comics. So much great stuff. My stuff is there, too. So, you know, that's great, too. You can check that out all at comicsfix.com. Check it out, and we'll see you next time on Back Issues. Uh -huh.